the shadows of this room are now gone from this light that is trickling in from this green central chamber and from that blue green light from the left and that dank orange that you have come to associate with the pollen or whatever it is uh, to the right. You gaze into this antechamber. There is only the blank wall upon which these lights are splayed. Looking into this antechamber, McGowan, for one thing, you notice that the carvings on the outside of this door, now that you are uh, devoting your attention to the eastern side of this main chamber, they are absolutely covered in carvings of uh, a great road, a great bridge, and in the background, a stylized mountain. Mm. Looking in, you see this space that I have described, this shadowy area where the body was, now having been drawn out into the light, the green and blue on the left, the orange on the right. You see uh, a wall, a divider, that prevents you from looking deeper into the room. You instead see this fork, left to green-blue, right to orange. Seeing the orange, Yora is going to um, just kind of reach into her little like side bag yeah, um, and pull out some of the bandages from... Bound season one. Yeah. And uh, is going to pull out. Uh, is it safe to assume that we have like a canteen with a little bit of water? Uh, yes. At, and, this, at, mm-hmm. at this time? Because water wasn't something that we were hurting for. It was Exactly. Too, yeah. She's going to wet them with water and then tie them around her mouth to make like a mask. Ah. Oh, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. Just a kind of makeshift. It's going to be harder to breathe, but it will... Hopefully, do something. Oh, it'll it'll help you That's in her the, the rudimentary. Yes, uh, in the long run. Because I realize <laughs> this section of bound is just Joe's take on COVID. Um, it's his processing mechanism. Uh huh. It sure is, baby. Sure Villagers is. wasn't enough. Um, oh my god. We love Damn. a girl who can I feel follow seen. a mask mandate. <laughs> um, uh, but no, just uh, just to create that. And uh, you said the blue green are going to the left. Yes, path to the left. She's heading to the left. She's following that thread of vines wherever they take her. And then just, can I make a perception check? Um, also, you said you had torches out loud, correct? Mm-hmm. Is it viable that Yorick can have a torch at this point? You can have one. Thank you. Um, and in that, in that, in that conversation of like head wrapping, she's gonna flint light a torch and then enter in to this mm-hmm. into dank the sanctum, this dank the, the danktum, axe in hand. Yeah. Other other point of order thing. Uh, if McGowan was back on the plinth sensing, can he sense that there is like another one of these plinth node things that way? Absolutely. From your understanding of the network, as you feel it when you stand upon a plinth, you can sense that you are heading towards one of them. In that case, I'll say to Dwayne, go. And I hate you. Point him in the direction of uh, whatever the next plinth is that way, so that I can try to control this stone golem in whatever this chamber is also take a hundred points of psychic damage for calling him Dwayne. Yeah, that's keeping with the aesthetic. Hell McGowan yeah. didn't call him Dwayne. Right. Oh, I thought McGowan was calling him Dwayne. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Fuck you. So, My personal name for him is Dwayne. McGowan is not named fine. the stone golem. So Dwayne, uh, damn it. <laughs> Dwayne. So Dwayne. Duwain. Duwain. Here we go. Now yeah. we're speaking like dragons in Skyrim. So yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Duwain, the so, stone golem. Duwain. Uh, I think it but just... Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it chooses a different path. As Yora begins to poke to the left, Duwain begins to go to the right and is soon out of sight, plum, 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 sort of stepping around the corner. You said a perception check? Yeah. Najma, how are you uh, approaching in the, into this dankdom? Uh, and also marching order. It's Yora first. Yep. 
Then McGowan, then me. Then McGowan, then Najma. Mm-hmm. As you were in these dim lights. I Can I sneak? Absolutely. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me that stealth check. And if you would like, uh, you can follow behind Yora or be teleporting off wherever you see dark shadows because this entire place is uh, somewhat dimly lit. 18. 18. <laughs> left or right, as you can teleport along and you see a particularly inviting patch of shadows to the left and to the, sorry, to the left and to the right. Which way did Yora go? To the left. Which way did the robot go? To the right. The left. I think I'm going to go to the left. You do. And appearing in the shadows, 18 stealth? Mm-hmm. Uh, give me that perception check as you are uh, eyes peeled walking around this corner. Natural 20. Damn. You see Najma f- in, this, in the shadows as both of Pantherously. you... Pantherously. Pantherously. Begin to see this scene. The unnamed statue stands <laughs> on the plinth that you directed it to. Having had a location in mind and a one-word command, it has approached and is standing still on the stone plinth. And as you filter through, all three of you, McGowan with your dark vision and the other two with your torch and everything else, you are seeing this awful scene. Here is stone, mossy and covered in leaves and whatever other growth there was on the way in in that first chamber. It laps up against what looks like a dock or a secondary sort of pit, which is absolutely filled with the most horrific stench. This green sort of blue red slurry of brown shit stank that is just entirely liquid. And you see the sources of these two lights to the left. This blue green pustule, it looks like a like a blueberry that has distended beyond. And within that blue flesh is this green pumping and thumping and pumping as whatever it is pulling out of its own secondary pool of this blue material is at its feet. To the right, what looks like a dried uh, orange... Uh, do you know those little when seed pods uh, are dried out and empty and they become spiky? It looks like that as it is lit from within with these orange movements of light and within you can see the particulate matter of that spore being created. And all throughout this liquid area leads into a pipe that leads elsewhere, forward, through the stone walls. But yes, this is where the nexus of these green and blue vines coming from this and that orange light that Kaya saw here, that of the pollen. With your natural 20, the pool below this blue-green pulsing blueberry has bodies in it. Mm-hmm. Some dissolved, some bleached white. They sizzle. And in fact, all of the liquid that surrounds these two these two pustules sizzles with mm-hmm. a heat, acidic bite. And as you watch, Yora, for this moment, taking in this eldritch sight, this unreal vegetal horror, you see streaming in from that pipe from the outside more of those vine twisties of the kind that pierced Hawa's leg. Mm. These little twisting and undulating pieces of vine that at one point move by uh, expanding and then swim through this acidic-looking water. All go towards this blue-green. And then you see one actually pulling the limp body of a human into that blue-green pool where it too begins to sizzle and burn in the liquid. 
Do they seem affected by the liquid? The twisties? No. No. Um, and are they are they going to the liquid and then leaving? Are they like they are they, are they harvesting the bodies? Well, the only one that you can see actually in the act of harvesting a body because that is what it looks like is the one that dragged a body. the body in. The rest run up to this pustule, a seem to poke into it, and then run back out, swimming through that okay. same canal. Yeah. And then here to our left, there is uh, the the spider webby vein that is going toward where the, where the growth was against the northern gate. All up the ceiling, up the wall, spider webbing out in a million capillary functions out of this monstrous blueberry to the left and back towards that main green antechamber. We went to Willy Wonka, guys. Who knew? Violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> violet, you have an axe in your forehead. I'm just thinking of that Augustus Gloop song. Standing in front of Duain, a human. Looks like a young woman, vacant-eyed, just pointed in your direction. Part of her arm has been burned by this acid. As she stands, swaying slightly in the dim, murky, ersatz breeze. What do you do? Are there vines on the floor? All over. All over the floor? Yeah. But it is this sort of mossy effusion. Wow, my map looks like absolute garbage with all no, like the. No, I know exactly where great. things are. Cool. Um, so liquid. Yeah, yeah. That, that that line. Yes. Right. Like the delineation. The dropping into the pit. Exactly. Right. Because it is a pit. It is. Like I'm gonna point out things, not as I see them. I'm not like legalising. Like there's there's twisties in the rocks, right? Like I'm not doing that thing. But like I think it's more like informing them that the it seems like acid. Right. Yes. Like the liquid is the liquid seems caustic. It is dissolving. That orange one scares me immensely. The blue one's an unknown, so it's even more scary. Yay! I think that seeing that Yora's got this whole mask situation, McGowan is gonna take note and try to replicate that. You do. You already have corona. Perhaps doesn't so. matter. Go lick the Kroger stand, Jonah. <laughs> hey, that is villagers. <laughs> do you think that lady? Is maybe your Scorpio? Or she is just a bug? She is just a servant. Says. Says what? Swaying, mouth open, working silently. Eyes dilating. I can command the golem to go in and try to rip and tear. Don't. Provided it isn't too deep and it just sinks. Or maybe if you disturb water, it will ripple too far. The blue vines must end by one way or another if we wish to proceed forward. Well, since the vines are numerous, I suppose we should burst the bubble then. Perhaps you try with your golem and then we will decide. Fight! Hmm. (laughs) It's at a point of ignoring it, I think, for Yora. I think that what McGowan's going to do first, rather than go and stand in front of this person, how far away are we from the other plinth at this point? Uh, fairly. It was a big antechamber, and that one was more towards the center of the room. Okay. Uh, this is a, a separate wing, it seems like. And now, as you see, there are two more golems in the corner. Hell yeah. Will you keep an eye out if she moves? I need to stand on the plinth to make them move, though. It? I can control them, but I have to stand there. Are we still where I can, like, in shadows, or is it? Yeah. Can I try Oh, to sh- there's one last thing. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. A brilliant square of blue light filters down from the ceiling, down into the center of this pool. Mm. So we're under the east pit. Yes. 
Like how we felt, like how we jumped down into the southern one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I, like, shadow step to be in front of her? At the foot of Dwayne, you stare into this young woman's ruined face. What does she look like? I think she has, like, singes all up her cheeks. Yeah. And it's, like, just bone underneath. Yeah. And she has, like, a little gold tooth that I can see. Here's... It isn't violent. She isn't violent when Najma goes over, though? No. Okay, then I think that with that, McGowan is going to go over there to go to the plinth. And you have to like step your foot in between its yeah, legs and I just dip my right toe in and I will command the golems to the blue green pool. Politely sidestepping around the two figures and yourself included, the golem gracefully walks <laughs> rising up out of the water at waist level. This is about six feet of water and it begins to wade over over towards the corpse-filled blue and green pool. Slam! And a gesture over to the other ones. Slam! Is there any kind of, like, vine, like, emulating out of her, or she's just standing there? She looks as they have when they have been puppeted in this way, but there is not a vine puppeting her physically at the moment. She mm -hmm. stands on the moss and the general lichen of this sort of wet patch if I, like, reach out towards her but not touching her, I just want to see if she's going to, like, mimic what I'm doing or if it's just, like, stagnant. She, re she reaches out the same way. As the golems begin to lumber, the first one closing in on the blue-green with its slow, lumbering steps, and two more out the direction of McGowan towards... I think continuing towards the blue. Towards the blue. As Yora said, the, the blue must end. Cloak. Yora? Yora is just observing this blue, like, I think she's keeping an eye on this woman and an eye on uh, the, like, what is about to happen. She is bracing for a shitstorm. And having given the golems their direction, you said that as, as they received the direction, even if I'm not on the plinth, they continue to do the thing? Yes. I think that as I give them their directions and they are going and beginning to slam, smash, rip, tear, uh, McGowan will then remove himself from the plinth, get away from that lady, and just Keep an eye out, be aware. With an eye up as well. Place yourselves, everyone, because it seems like this is a slow-moving car crash. Where would you like to be, Najma? <laughs> I'm staying with her. McGowan, are you happy there? Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll stay there then. Just back back to that wall. Keep himself from getting flanked or anything for this moment. Yours gonna move next to Najma. This figure takes you in as well. There is actual awareness. There is consciousness within these eyes looking at both. He says Stop. Fight. It's... Child. Slam! The plants themselves begin to shrill and scream in fear, in rage, and in pain. Give me an initiative roll, everybody. Hey! Hot three! Fifteen. Twenty-two. Hurt me, daddy! is what it would sound like if it sounded if it came from just me but it doesn't it comes from a thousand mouths it comes from some of the mouths still in the pit yep. one of them underneath the foot of a stone golem as yep. it approaches this awful eldritch blueberry it comes from the very vines themselves from somewhere in the dark dim gloom above mm -hmm. it comes from that and then three bodies fall in from the skylight above splashing and then beginning to burn and sizzle in this acidic ooze. They stagger to their feet, 
Is it just like the top of their heads? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that. We're in World War Z, baby. <laughs> I love it. And then the figure that had been attempting to make contact with you, Najma, moans with them and says, uh, It's angry. Oh, no. Yora's turn. Spartan kick this woman square into the pit. Athletics check. Hell yeah. I knew it was coming. 17 plus 8. That is going to... Oh, well, we'll work. <laughs> and I think, again, the ribs cave in. Whatever is happening to these people... They're undead, yeah. They are being changed. And she crumples backwards into the pit, now floating, eyes facing up towards the sky. Does the damage that the the golems did on their first whatever set this off appear to be substantial? Oh, yeah. This thing is blistering underneath the first mighty punch of the very first stone golem. 3d8 plus 6. Uh, I think she's just going to have kicked this woman off and then is going to look back to Najma and McGowan and be like, we should begin removing ourselves from this space and just going to start backing out of, like, like away from the pit, uh, just around the side we came from. And I'm only going to move, like, 15 feet. If bodies are falling, yes, I don't want to be close to the pit. I want to be close to the doors I can shut. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and let these golems do what they're going to do because I don't think they're getting back out of this pit. Uh, next in the order is Najma. As have, you have just seen this woman get clunked into the pit with this awful scene of violence around you. They're falling up, right, from some kind of chute. They're falling down from blue sky. Where we jump down in mm-hmm. one of those other ones. The blue appears to be the source of the roots in the other room which were growing and blocking the hallway but that was to the north. But something's coming from here? Those that are the was little the, that was the pipe that uh, tested, like, Hawa's, like, got right into his oh, stomach. Oh, 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 oh. I that. thought it was like a it's basically, it looks factory. It looked like a sewer pipe, right? Basically a sewer pipe. It is a yeah, yeah, like a large stone sewer pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You can see just water on the other side, grim right. and gunky. Yeah, I want to run across their heads towards the pipe. Give me an acrobatics. Totally okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I just knew it to stress them out. <laughs> I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just failed that whiz save. <laughs> I was like, I'm running. Oh, my um, wisdom's fine. <laughs> Yours just gonna get to, doesn't want to get to the doors first and lock her friends on the inside. And I just go to hunker down till something happens. Great. Where do you go? Just on the other side of your Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want a shadow step? Yep. Shipoing. Back to the same spot, that uh, alcove below. And uh, as you see above you, this is where a great deal of the spider webbing blue and green uh, plant vines are, Mm -hmm. uh, is is around you, around this northern wall. And they are almost vibrating. They're almost like, like sending signals of pain and trauma as slam this blueberry. We're the virus in a living organism, y'all. We're like Osmosis Jones. Yes, except we're we're the creepy dude. Oh, the red dude. They're the Osmosis, are the Jones. Osmosis Jones. McGowan, what is your passive perception? 13. Falling from the ceiling in much the same way as it attacked Najma, a looping, iron-hard coil of living vine slams down on top of you, falling down and slamming down on your shoulders and your neck. Does a 14 hit? No. You shrug it off. Pauldrons, you. Oh yeah, your sorceress. My mantle. sorceress mantle. Your sorceress mantle, and instead, you falls right out. there between you and the door. Hmm. 
And it is the golem's turn, who, again, now the two others joining the first one, Duain, are beginning to slam. It's Duain, Stevostin, and Sylvester. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. For that. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin and, Sylvester and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, shit. Uh, you die. Uh, no, I got D and D cancer just now. <laughs> uh, and they begin to join, and it is an awful again with that super ryth- rhythmic sort of spasmodic, multi attack, baby. Yeah, as they begin to slam into that blue green blueberry. It is now your turn. Mm, interesting. Okay, so. What's the deal with, is this vine that's next to me now just hanging from the ceiling? Looping down from the ceiling. It may still be attached, but it is within that square on your left. Now, here's my question. Yes. Does it seem like there are, you know, whatever vines this is, like, mm-hmm. for the ceiling and everything, does it seem like it's all attached to, like, blueberry and that whole thing? Yeah, like, does this one seem like it's part of this whole deal here? This one specifically, no. It looks more uh, akin to the vines, the vines that sort of suffuse the whole area. Specifically, you recall the uh, the place above, the stone square that sits on top of this hill. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. If it seems like it's connected to the blueberry or any of that, you know, if it would count as quote one organism or not, but would not. No. Cool. In that case, it's an ecosystem. Ooh, yeah, baby. He is then going to uh, try to take a uh, green flame blade to it with his axe. Go ahead and give me that roll to hit. Not great. That's a total of nine. That is not going to hit. It is squirming and wriggling to the left and to the right. It is not so much a corporeal thing that you can hit as literally animated brush. Yeah. And as you see, ooh, perception check. Okay. 14. A spark of the green flame actually lands on this thing and sizzles out. Interesting. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, McGowan's eyeing the plinth and thinking about getting away, but he doesn't want to, you know, provoke an attack of opportunity at this Certainly. point. So, yes, he's going to stay right there. Then right back up to Yora. But first... Oh, they're going to pile everywhere. Four more bodies splashing down into this acidic pit. And the ones that are within the pit begin to moan and scurble crowns of heads, arms raising above the water in this six-foot-deep sort of pool as they begin to slowly make their way towards the land. Yora. Real quick, does it look like the veins of, like, blue plant are getting weaker? Visible change? They are throbbing with that blue luminous. Okay, so, like... They are not themselves dissolving, but they are throbbing and... Cool. So whatever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever this thing is, it doesn't like what's happening. Uh, then I'm going to deal with the, the problem at hand, um, and I'm just going to turn to uh, the vine that has dropped down near McGowan and just take shots at it. Give me that attack roll as right, you turn around. attack. Swish. Natural 20. Uh, that is going to hit. Oh, you love to you see love it. love to see the roll of a 12 on a natural oh, 20. my God. Um. <sighs> 29, 29, that's the math on that. 29 points of damage halved. As you cut in, these sort of uh, vines are are not in themselves what is animating it, but there seems to be a force within it that is resisting physical attacks. Love it. Hate it, but love it. Also, second attack is reckless. 14 plus 8 to hit. That's going to hit. Okay. That's 12 plus 5. 17. So 17. Oh, Um, uh, half. 8. Yeah. And then because I critted, 
Great Weapon Master. Yeah, baby! Is the third attack. He's feasting. On the bonus action. She's feasting. Um, natural 20. She eats. I'm, listen, dude. No, dude, I'm in it. I'm hit it. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Here, here comes the one, though, on the 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nine, okay. Not bad, though. Uh, okay. 18 plus five, so 24. 24, half. Half down. Oh, man. The Gardener. Um, just... Um, with Arn's axe. What did you just say? The Gardener? That was the name <laughs> of the final boss. Um, <laughs> sorry, he's smiling. <laughs> Don't... Switch <laughs> your flick. Is your turn over or what? I don't Damn, spoil Joe, Joe, in the Joe I am on a shit. whole nother level today. <laughs> I, I have I, been waiting for I this. I wait for you my are. gifts. I'm right there with you. He's in the zone. We are in the drift, Here Joe, you Zen and I. Here we patience and in the drift like Mind Link and just- I'm just fucking mech suit, boy. Mech suit McGee. <laughs> mech suit <laughs> need for speed. Like, yep. Need, mech need suit for fast, for, fast and furious. Is that your turn? That's, that's her turn. Najma. Okay, Joe. Yes. What are the odds yes. that I can shadow step onto the golem on its shoulders and help it punch the thing? It is a large creature, and it is within range. I'm going to try it. You do it. Cool. Give me an ac acrobatics check with advantage to stay on top of it. It's large and flat and very predictable, but it is a moving target. 15? Oh, wait, is this acrobatics? Acrobatics. Never mind. 23. 23. You uh, are now, where Where do you want to be on its shoulders? I want like my feet wrapped around its neck. It's very large, but you are sort of monkey sort of yeah, hel like, holding on. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to help it punch the thing. Your first attack has advantage. Yeah! So I'm just going to roll forward. No, three, because I'm just going to punch my Yeah, friend. yeah. Oh, my God. You're, you're it man speed bagging <laughs> this, this yeah. Eldritch Blueberry. She's on top of Duaeen. 15? That is going to hit. Nice. Okay, 19 plus 5, 8, and then 13. It does not. As you are are you, you are finding these weak spots, especially where the, the spider webbing slams of the golem's hands are creating more weak spots, mm -hmm. but it is still, in its own way, kind of ribbed. Yeah. Like a like a like a rib cage. Okay. So the for her pleasure. Damage. <laughs> <laughs> the damage was 10. So on was the second hit, and ah. then I missed that third. Yeah, you are you are pulling things out, and there is a there is a slight burn in your hands mm -hmm. as this acid that is within the pool is now pouring out slightly over your unarmed hands, and you take one acid damage. Okay, can I notice that Ooh. and rip some of my skirt? Not my like, not my scarf, but like my skirt. Possibly on your next. On time. my next. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh. Najma. Come on, Andrew. You slam jam ram dam a ding dong this blueberry. This is the wrong tone, but we're going with it. I love it. Uh, and you are really doing some damage. One of those, uh, it had that bone rib cage, so you couldn't get quite through. But the other ones, you are causing quite a significant amount of damage. And unlike the golems, you are able to pinpoint areas that look tasty, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The golems, slam, slam, slam. It's almost in a rhythm. Brr boom, brr boom, brr boom, because they're so regular. And above you, since you are pretty high up and a, a little bit closer to that shaft of light coming down through the stone and the pillars, uh, you hear the rabble up above, the, the pushing of, of bodies, and every once in a while you see poof, poof, another body falling down into this pit and struggling in the acid. And you hear something else strange above, a creaking. 
Next in the order are these creatures, these humanoids that are pulling themselves up out of this muck, some of them heading on the land t- towards McGowan and Yora, only two of them managing to actually pull themselves up, and the rest fruitlessly pulling at the stone golems. Even though at this point there are six or seven of them trying to impede the stone golems, they simply cannot reach. They are six feet above uh, anything, and as they claw uselessly against the stone flanks, the golems continue to slam. Here, whirling and writhing like a dervish, this vine <laughs> towards you, Yora. Bow. Does a four hit? No. <laughs> no. And though it misses, it tries to grab itself around your tree trunk like calves. Uh, My man knows I played Gears of War. Let's go. (laughs) You crush it partly into the ground, and it begins to seep into the ground. Not fully, but in this area around it, the vines and the moss thicken noticeably as parts of it peel off from the actual vine attacking you and make the ground around you difficult terrain. Next in the order is the golems, who are going to, as advertised, one, two, three, slam into this eldritch blueberry. And they each do two? Because they have multi-attack? Yes. Sweet. I'm tracking, uh, how many golem hits does it take to get to the center of this lollipop? Nice. (laughs) McGowan. With the wording of slow the spell versus they're slow here, uh, it says it targets creatures it can see within ten feet of it, but the, like, area of slow is like a 40 foot cube so is it only things that are directly within the 10 feet of it or is it like within 10 feet of it it can put this cube of slowing I was just trying to figure out if a golem would be able to slow the ones that are encroaching upon us Yes, and infinitely so there's no limit to how many it can actually slow in that one uh, action it's just within that uh, 10 foot circle okay but the ones that are encroaching upon us are outside of the 10 foot circle of the golems individual over there individual golems yes okay not worth it then the vine itself is still down there it's just diverging itself into the ground around us it's still there hmm. it used an ability hmm. to create difficult terrain hmm. and you said that it seemed like the flame flicked off of it earlier? A, f- a spark from your green flame, your sorcerous flame, landed on a part of the vine and just burnt out. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to try to use Booming Blade on it. Great. Give me that attack roll. All the attacks are not very good. 13. That's going to hit. Okay, cool. I hate my life. I got cool mag suits, but my problems get worse. <laughs> <laughs> 15 points of damage, and I'm going to see if I can try to draw the thing. If I can maneuver around it to come back this way, back from whence we came. What kind of damage? Eight from the axe, and then seven of the uh, thunder damage. Uh, And then I'm going to try to get out of this area of difficult terrain and try to draw it to see if I can, you know, convince it to move. To go after you. Yes. Yes. So you're going to try to pass through its space. Yes. You're going to try to go through. It is. To see if I can try to make it blow up when it follows me, essentially. Yes, uh, as it is in, it is wreathed in this sort of sorcerous, whirling, uh, thunderous energy. And as you leave, it provokes an attack of opportunity. Yeah, we'll give, it a, we'll, we'll give it a try. Does a 24 hit? Yes. Eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. Is it like following after me doing that? We shall see on its turn. Great. And I, yeah, use all of my movement to yes. go that way. Excellent. Plop, plop. Plop, 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 plop. How many coyotes? You are so happy I gave you that big cup of change. Big <laughs> cup of change, and it's falling on the table. 
it's a bunch of boys who will kill you if they're able. Yora, Hi. it's your turn, but first you hear you! 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 Oh, you! Murderers! Slavers! Oh, you! Echoing from the central chamber. to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. Also, Merry Christmas Eve. We hope that you all have a wonderful and safe holiday season. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. Obviously, it's the holiday season. Specifically, today is Christmas Eve. And I know you've got that air quote Christmas party with your closest loved ones downstairs later. And I know that you have forgotten until this very moment that you still haven't gotten a gift for Uncle Marty. Well, give him a printed out receipt with a fancy bow on it and tell him he's got some dice from Dice Envy on the way. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read all the reviews that come in and getting more of those is a big boost to our visibility. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you would like to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to to exclusive content and patron rewards. A very merry shout out and thank you to our newest patron, Lars. We are so thankful for you patrons. You really do make it possible for us to keep this show running. If you would also like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at the Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, which is especially true for independent shows like ours. So please, if you enjoy this podcast, let other people know. We would love to see you posting about the show using hashtag the Quest Company. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Tagging us really is the best way to make sure we see the stuff you're posting and the best way to guide folks directly to us. Speaking of fan art, we've gotten some awesome art sent to us since our last episode. Thank you to Brad at Brad Oxnum underscore sketch art on Instagram for sending us a fantastic picture of the Bound crew as characters from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. It is hilarious. It absolutely made our day. If you haven't seen that, go check out our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing it or on the fan art page of the website where we've got a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. 
Also, we recorded a little book club episode because a bunch of us read A Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin, and we all wanted to talk about it. We'll be posting that to close out the year, so if you would like to listen and have any idea what we're talking about, grab a copy or download the audiobook. It is a great read or listen, and we highly recommend it. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thanks to Audrelic for the song Lost Memories. Thank you to Dan Bodan for Gaia in Fog, Daniel Birch for Danger Drone. Thanks to David Hillowitz for The Bridge Horror and Dark Science. Thank you to Incentive for... It's a bunch of letters and numbers, guys. Just look at the description. Thank you to I Was a Teenage Strangler for the song Ticking Eye. Thank you to Joni Void for the song Missing No. Thank you to Costa T for the song Spare, ambient sound by tabletopaudio.com, additional sound design by Pay Attention. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. Joseph Lightus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where we came from. Yes. Does it sound like Ma'at? It has that sort of uh, stuttering kind of speech to it, similar to Ma'at, but Ma'at is next to you. Okay. Uh, Staying okay. out of trouble. Yora, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Cool. Yora hears that, and I think there's like the snapping of the head at like something new, right, coming from where they were, and she's going to reckless attack this vine. She doesn't know what Thundering Blade is. No, that's um, fine. Bada bing. It's also still there, so. Yeah. That's a 16 to hit. That is 15 points of damage. <gasps> Halved. Second attack, 15 that's to hit. Nice, um, nice, 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 nice. And that is uh, 16 points of damage. Just chopping and chopping into smithereens, almost in a flashback to when you were on the docks and killing that uh, awful writhing mass of vines. What you find you have to do with this sort of resistant material is just, just shredding. You're turning it into lettuce. Yeah. Um, well, she has made those two attacks. Man, I wish I had a third. Um, uh, and is going to just move and start moving out past it. Like I'm going to move around it and and out towards McGowan. It does not take an attack of opportunity, um, but from the slow, difficult terrain, you make it out past McGowan. And I'm just going to shout Najma's name. Najma, it's your turn. They're starting to climb up on the golem? Yes. They're not succeeding, but oh, they are not. all okay, beginning okay. to pile around the okay. foot of the golem. I'm just going to shadow step to where they are. <laughs> all the way over. The whole 60-foot range. As you leave your golem friends behind and are now next to McGowan, very close to that alcove that you were hiding in before, with this writhing, sputtering, snake-like vine on the ground. What do you do? I think the roof of people is breaking this room. We should leave. Yes. (laughs) Leaving. Anything else? Nope. You still have your full movement if you like, but if you want to stick with the pack, they are right there. I'll stick with the pack. I actually actually don't know that your response... Okay. I think she's hunting this voice. That is fine. Mm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like, it's not. I think she's on her way out of this space. For sure. Yeah. You head over here at Najma and rejoin your pack. 
and all of these moaning, these shuddering humanoid creatures, some pulling themselves up out of the murk and walking into the difficult terrain after, some continuing to uh, congregate around these stone golems. You see over your shoulder, Najma, an entire ass tree falls through the center of this shaft, showered as well by people around it. And as it straightens up, you can see that it, it too is lashed and moving through vines. And it, ominously, now towering over the three golems, begins to walk through the muck towards them. It's Trent the Treant. Trent! You know, I saw that mini sitting over by his bag, and I thought, trees can't be like people. Yeah, no, <laughs> Never they mind. can. What do I know of D&D? <laughs> but... No, Lord of the Rings. I should have known Ents can. Joe, I have a question. In one moment, because Shut the golems finish their grim work. Oh, cool. We're good. Yeah. Yes. I question. One That's of them begins to slam and slam, and it actually ruptures and spills guts all over the other two. Do I? And since they can't reach it because it's ruptured, they begin to walk into the blue blueberry and continue to slam it from the inside. Yes, boys! What was your question? Uh, I was wondering if you saw any of that, but I think she's rounded the corner. And this thing makes one last desperate uh, thrust outwards, this time at Najma, the closest, as it tries to wrap itself around your feet, and as it moves, it triggers your explosion. Ten points of thunder damage. And it dies. (laughs) Hell yeah. It shatters. It shatters like the confetti that Yora was cutting it into, and this thunderous thing shakes it apart. Yes. And though all this carnage is happening, as soon as you pass on the other side of this wall divider, there is a a moment of uh, almost insulation from the splashing and the thrashing and the continued bashing of the golems. What's the plan? Yoris stalking down this hall, axe in hand and torch up. Following suit. Does it still seem as though thralls are following us? Yes. Okay. Uh, walking dead style. We're, we're leaving. You leaving. Are they running? No. Okay. Specifically not. Also, there's difficult terrain. Well, I was just wondering like what their speed looked like. Not great. Cool. Yeah, especially since as these ones have fallen into the acid bath, they are having some trouble uh, keeping themselves together. Which I assume is getting worse as the guts are spilling out? Yes, uh, specifically in this area. Not that McGowan can see from here, and especially since uh, you are walking around this corner down the hallway back to that main chamber where you heard the echoing voice. You walk out into this green light, into a changed space. Everything that was somehow strangely peaceful about this ecosystem is uprooting itself. Anything that could be considered a weapon, anything that could be considered a natural weapon, a pricker bush, a log, uh, the chipmunks on the ground, the little skittering plant things, every tree, every bough is creaking and beginning to form itself into some form of a, a tattered army of plants, of vegetation. And as it arrays itself out and you pass your way into this and begin to take in the sheer number of the sheer volume of life that is coagulating and focused on this very spot, you see a one-sided argument and the cloak. No, no, they, no, they are killers. No, no mercy. No, no, death. No, 
Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I, I love, love you, you. Yes. Fine. But if they don't, I take their hands. And everything that was animated falls to the ground. The prince, glaring balefully, sinks into the stone below you, heading down where McGowan, you know, the final node of the Nexus must reside. And at the northern gate, with a Zelda tinkling of music, the vines peel open.
Na, na, na. We unlocked the chamber. Yeah. Had to bring in the Zelda some more. No, you didn't have to. I, w I wanted to. Okay, as long as you wanted to, <laughs> that makes me happy.